Fire. Welcome back, Shinners, to the Shindig Podcast. Yeah. Woo! Where we get under the skin of the trials biking community. Do you like that? I had the word biking in there. I threw you off there. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> did completely throw me off. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm Tom Hutley. And I'm Mr. Matt Pengelly. And we've gone global again. We have gone to Canada. 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 The um, the country ab- above America. The better version of America, I always find. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> What's but, that um, all about? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's let's hear it for Mr. James Barton. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, hey, man. How's it going? Good, dude. Just woke up, had some some orange for breakfast, and uh, yeah, here great to are, be talking yeah. to you guys. Sorry, obviously. Go. Yeah, no, thank you for joining this early. Of course, we're here two o'clock in the afternoon here in lovely rainy Britain, but yeah, nine o'clock in the morning for you there. Gives wow. you an idea. Yeah. So you're five hours behind us. So mm-hmm. that gives me some, I'm not that, you're kind of east side of Canada then, you know, the east coast of the States is always like five. Whereabouts are you specifically? So I'm from Ontario, a town called Kingston. It's uh, fairly close to Toronto. So, um, yeah. That's the most common place that people know, of course, would be. uh, Yeah, yeah. It's it's a massive country, though. So, um, yeah, even Toronto is the closest big city. It's about three hours away. Okay, so it's kind of out in the. Yeah, I get it. You're a little bit of distance. I mean, that sounds crazy. Three hours for us, you're almost at the other side of the country. So, <laughs> you know, it's like bigger. Yeah. For a bit of context for, for all of the listeners, because there will be people that, that don't know who you are. I know you, um, you've been to Europe as well. You've met some of the trials riders here. So you have made a bit of a name for yourself here over in, in the UK and Europe. Um, James is a YouTuber, you know, and a professional sports athlete, I'm going to call you. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you know, you're pretty good in not only in trials, in other things. We will go into that. Um, but yeah, fantastic YouTuber, fantastic rider, because this is a trials podcast, of course. So it's pretty obvious what we might try and dig out of you and, and, and dig into. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go, as we always, we start at the beginning, James. Now, All right. you're one of the guests that I haven't met personally. I have heard lots about you mm. from some of my friends, from Andre, from Andre Burton and Scott Wilson. They've said some, some good things about you. So um, good. Let, let's, let's go to the start. James, how did um, how did you get into trials biking? The, the trials. Well, I was always into bikes yeah. as a kid, and and my dad saw that, so he actually took me to one of Canada's biggest bike shows in Toronto. And at the Toronto bike show, I watched some BMX freestyle, and I watched a couple trials demos by a guy named Ryan Leach. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, you know you know Ryan. Yeah. 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 So. So I went to, so at the BMX show, I watched the riders and I saw them crashing and getting hurt and and it just kind of scared me. And I was like, whoa, like BMX is way too crazy for me. So then I go and I watch Ryan Leach and Ryan Leach was super methodical and he was talking about what he was doing while he was riding and it looked very in control and technical and that really drew me in. And I was like, wow, like this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah, it's very, it's, I mean, I, I get that kind of sport. You're very much like that, Tom. So, to, yeah, to, that's I definitely what appeals it to me. Because I'm like, BMX is fast. And, you know, with momentum, like when you crash with speed, that generally adds a lot of variables to like how you crash. Whereas when you crash in trials, it's like slow speed. And how old were you when you saw yeah. that kind of show, that first type of style? I think I was, <clears throat> I think I was 12, 12 years old. 
Nice. I uh, see. Start yeah. while they're young. Some of us were started a bit late, but bit, bit sooner than others. And, and you instantly get kind of a trials bike from that, or you're like, oh, I'm going to get uh, more of a mountain bike with a seat. Like, how did you get into doing it, yeah. it for yourself? So I, I got a giant boulder cross country bike and I snapped that in half within six months, uh, doing a little drop gap. And uh, I kind of progressed through a number of bikes, snapping most of them in half until I got a Norco Evolve. Um, and that was kind of the entry level Norco manifesto, like what Ryan Leach was riding. Mm. So I was super stoked to get on that. And uh, yeah, I just started trying all the tricks he was doing. You were basically doing day. trials on a mountain bike. That's how you exactly. start, Yeah, you were starting out as, yeah. you know, originally it's from, because I, I mean, I didn't, many people have different journeys, but that was you going, I like the tricks, not necessarily the bike. Yeah. And th this was before the internet was super popular. So I was like, all that I had seen was Ryan Leach and he had a seat and he had front suspension. And I didn't even know these seatless trials bikes existed until like a couple of years after I started riding. So, um, yeah, it was really that's cool. That's interesting because I saw a seat, I saw a bike with no seat and I was going, oh, that's a trials bike. So my, my image was Tarshan right from the beginning. I, it, I had a weird kind of exposure yeah. to this because someone put on YouTube, like the Ryan Leach, he made like a trials tutorial DVD. And mm -hmm. I remember this, when I started out, I'd had my trials yeah. bike and I, I knew that trials bikes didn't have seats. But then when I saw Ryan Leach, I'm like, this guy's really good, but he's on a mountain bike with suspension. And it says Norco. I've never, is that a trials <laughs> brand? Is this a mountain bike brand? Um, but yeah, yeah he, obviously the guy was just, he's just insane. He was just so good. Like you could say he's very methodical, the manifesto style, which he was obviously with his, mm -hmm. his thing that he came up with. And it's, can I can, I don't know if you're in the same, but I can actually see him in your riding slightly now that he's mentioned oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we watched a bunch of your videos this morning. We like to get in the flow of it, you know, um, the mm. kind of, uh, background. And I, I can see that now that you've said, uh, Ryan Leach, I'm like, yeah, you've definitely, that was the first influence because um, you're riding, you're the first trials rider we've had with front suspension. Yeah. <laughs> on his bike. Sort of so. I know you have other bikes. Let me get that. <laughs> yeah. We'll go into that yeah. um, too. But that's sort of, that's one of the things that resonates with me. Well, what I wanted oh. to ask you, now you've given us that kind of back story, you know, you got into it through, you know, seeing it at a show and whatnot. What? On your YouTube now, of course, you have this awesome street style. I encourage everyone to go check it out. Please do. Um, yeah. James and subscribe. On, on yeah, YouTube. bringing out regular content. Um, it's, you know, such a hybrid of the street trials, actual trials, um, and also a bit of BMX in there. Like, when did that yeah. come into it? How did... Because obviously some people would say, well, I started on BMX or I had a good stint of riding BMX. Where did that... Mm -hmm. How does that fit into this background? Yeah. Play? So I, I did a lot of competitions, a lot of trials competitions um, from age 16 to 18. That was my focus. I really just wanted to compete and see how far I could go with that. Um, and when I was 18, I kind of started to get burned out. Um, I feel like I, I was doing everything I could and the reward that I was getting from going to the competitions wasn't what I was expecting. Um, so I started to look for another way to explore riding. And BMX kind of started to call me then. And I actually thought back to when I saw the BMX competition at the bike show and when I thought that those guys were nuts. But uh, at the time, that's what I needed. So I bought a BMX bike and I actually only rode BMX for about two years. I put the trials bike down for a couple of years. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah, picking up another discipline to kind of touch base with that, get good at it. And then you're like, all right, mm -hmm. I feel like I've done enough experience and you were trying to adapt. I can see that now because it's tough. 
it's tough to it's a completely different discipline and you're doing a lot of BMX bar spins and mm-hmm. what did we watch earlier drop off no hander never seen that actually I don't know why I hadn't yeah. seen that video before. Yeah, like a tuck no, yeah. but yeah, we're on a mountain. Yeah, so, <laughs> in a minute of a trials line, and yeah, you just do. Like we're gonna get awesome everyone's gonna stop no listening hand, now yeah, and yeah. just go and watch James's videos all of a sudden. I mean, that's good for you. That's what I you think want. that was what was mo- most <laughs> ba- amazing for us was that it didn't really fit like a, a style, but all the trial stuff in there was real trials. So it's hundred percent because usually when people kind of combine a lot of these things, you'll get like someone adding like a, a move, like a BMX sort of move, but then they're not a BMX so the move doesn't look right. Or then they they put a trials move in and the hopping's awful, but like you kind of <laughs> you've got it all like yeah. really well balanced. It all merges and flows together. So Yeah, it, it definitely comes from focusing on one at a time. And I didn't really try to combine them all until I had I had spent a lot of time on a BMX and I had spent a lot of time on a trials bike. And um, so I feel like I, I learned that way how each is supposed to feel and how it's supposed to look. And so, yeah, combining together, it was really natural for me. Working out what uh, two wheels together can I do. I want to add as well that we've always sort of had this debate on the show. And we've had it with some of the people that a lot of the best riders will start from a trials background. You know, like we're talking like mountain bikers, Danny yeah, Mack and that. That's my they, argument. They now go into mountain bike and stuff. Um yeah trials background that's obviously what you've done there i actually remember this as well because i used to get the mbuk dvds and they would tell you how to like, do an abubaka and i had a jump bike at the time and it was impossible i was just like that oh yeah doesn't work and then like you know doing things like rolling back like doing a fakie like coming yeah. down like a, a, a ramp and rolling back fake it was impossible yeah it's uh, when i learned trials all these moves just kind of just happened it was so easy to then get my head around like i don't yeah. know this is probably the same for yourself james is yeah for sure yeah, and I learned everything, or I learned a little something new from every bike that I had, every type of bike. Um, so the trials bike really taught me control, and it taught me how to save a move. So when I got into BMX, and I'd start to fall one way or the other, I'd use those correction hops, and I'd be able to land the trick, right? Yeah. And BMXers would comment, and they'd be like, man, I've never seen somebody pull out of that move. Like, I totally thought you were going down. Um, but yeah, trials applied to BMX in that way for sure. So like with rollouts for you, um, when you're rolling backwards and you start to fall one way or the other, you can just hop that back wheel to the side yeah. and, uh, yeah, that saves the rollout, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a combination it's, of making this ultimate cake, you know, all these ingredients being like, ah, oh, this is the best part of BMX. This is the best part of trials as part of it. But mm-hmm. I still drilling to everyone just in the, I think trials is the star of being able to control a bike. Yeah, like this is where to drill it into everyone. If you want to be a good rider, not necessarily a good trials rider, we're talking about a good rider. Mm. You should, you you need to be doing some element of trials to get the Mm -hmm. the better sense of control and what what your body needs to feel like to have two wheels beneath it. Yeah, agree, man. Agree. We we touched on the beginning that you have been sort of prolific in Europe and you even said about, you know, you was quite intense in the competitions and yeah, there's like mm-hmm. lots of riders in the UK that, that very much know your name. How does that work? You're in Canada, right? What can you give our yeah, listeners give a bit a of story a, about a backstory? What of... were you doing here? How did, how did, you know, some of the biggest named riders know who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So do you guys remember the trials Kings? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. From way back. Yeah. Okay. So, so I started to see those guys and I started to see the TGS style uh, riders like uh, Craig Lee Scott, Neil Tunnicliffe, yeah. uh, those guys. So that got me into the brakeless or the sorry, the seatless riding. Um, then I started to see riders like Vincent Hermans and all the French crew. Mm. Um, started to download a lot of videos off the internet, 
and trials for him as well. Yeah, that was, okay, yeah. For, um, trials yeah. for him. So we probably spoke to each other without even knowing. Like, it's one of those things, you know, it happens on forums. Sorry, <laughs> go on, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, trials for him and the French riders, that kind of showed me that there were competitions. And I was like, well, okay, this is really cool. This is exactly what I want to do. Um, and in Canada, there's maybe, on my side of Canada, there are only two, maybe three competitions per year that I could go to where people would get together. Um, one was in the United States and there were a couple in Canada. Um, so that was all I got to do was mm. one or two competitions per year. So then I started to look at the world championships and it's kind of crazy because I went from just a few little grassroots competitions to suddenly having my eye on the world championships and training for that. Um, so yeah, that was my first real big competition was going to Scotland for the world championships in 2007, I believe it was. Did you spy, um, like fly specifically for that one event and then go home? Did you just decide, hey, I'm going to move to England for six months to do the competitions? How did that work out logistically? Because that's quite far to go. That's a commitment. That's a serious commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that first time, uh, I was 17 and I went with my dad. And uh, yeah, it was a wicked experience. Wow. Um, got to meet Vincent Hermans for the first time. He was like my idol at the time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So got to ride with him a little bit. And uh, yeah, I got like, I think I got fourth place. Uh, that was pretty good. That is for yeah. first coming over first time to um, represent. You were representing Canada at that point <laughs> at 17 yeah. years old. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a wicked experience for sure. Uh, I remember the midges. I remember, uh, yeah, very technical courses. And um, yeah, I went home thinking, you know, I think I can win next year is what I thought after that. And that gave uh, you the bug instantly, like, I'm going to have to go back to Europe and compete yeah. again. Is that where yeah, it started? So, did you go every year for the next few years? Like, what, what did that lead to then? How did it talk to us through the next few yeah. years? Yeah. So I, I started training hardcore, like six hours a day for, uh, for the next year. And um, the next year, I joined the Cox Academy, um, and I got a Cox Hydrox, and got together with uh, Sarah Joe and, and those guys, and uh, did the Cox Academy for three months. And I, I was kind of shuttled around to different riders' homes in France uh, for three months. Because you were at, uh, you were actually riding for Cox at that moment. Yeah, you were. They sponsored you, didn't they? Yeah, so, they gave me a discount. Support. <laughs> they supported yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the the support definitely came from um, Sergio and, and those guys, uh, letting me into their homes and and letting me travel with them. And um, that was I'm very grateful for that. They were very kind and and very supportive in that way. Um, so yeah, I got to go to the World Champs in Italy that year. Um, and I rode with uh, Jeff Anderson, another Canadian. I met him in Italy. And uh, yeah, I got second place in 26 inch and third place in 20 inch. And uh, I was pretty stoked. Back when uh, you could compete. Uh, yeah, see, back both. when you could compete yeah. twice, you know, I, I remember being like, I did terrible in 26. I'll just give it a go on 20 and then like do <laughs> do uh, really well. I wish that was the case now because I, you know. Do terrible in both, wouldn't you? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's something, um, something like that. Oh, I think our video just like skipped out. Give me a second while I just... Have we frozen on your screen? Yeah, yeah, you've frozen on my screen. This, this is GoPro for you. Yeah, GoPro. Probably just stop using this GoPro. We need to edit this bit out. Or not. 
you know. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. always deal with it. Yeah. See if I can be asked to cut it out or not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it organic. I'm sorry, I lost our train of thought. Um, twenty inch and twenty six. Twenty six and twenty. Oh, you also mentioned mm. Jeff, um, who is another Canadian rider who actually uh, won the North American Championships this year, I believe. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that in the the what's it called the the Bentville Bike Festival there that Kenny yeah. puts together. Yeah, he, he's doing some unique things too. Uh, like with with his bike, he was running a backwards fork for a while to uh, shorten the wheelbase to make getting onto the front wheel easier wow. because the forks have the rake going forwards. Yeah. So yeah, he kind of like switched uh, it up. So you can yeah, do... per- wow. pretty cool. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. It would be a nice. Uh... Makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, watch out, and Charlie rolls is like what? You'd also better bridge stuff like really it. easy because you'd have like a really short wheelbase, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like wheel swaps and hooks, it was all a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so I'll, like whilst that. we were on the coxing, I just remember what I was going to say now. Um, Scott did ask. I don't know if this is a, a, a true story or not, but we'll find out from you. You mentioned obviously this is the time you were at the Cox Academy. You were riding a Cox and you were in a competition. You actually snapped your frame, <laughs> I believe. Is that is this what happened? Can you can you yeah. carry on? Tell yeah. us tell yeah. us about that story because uh-huh. I don't okay. I don't know it. Um, I can't remember the town. It might have been Champery, uh, but it was uh, it was a French cup, I believe. And I was up onto a, a big concrete cylinder, like 12 feet in the air. And I was about to do a big drop gap to another guy, another cylinder. And my, my frame was feeling flexy all day, but I just didn't look at it. I didn't want to. Was it making a sound? It. it was making lots of noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I was up on the back wheel about to do this drop gap. And the, um, the official kind of yelled and he's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. Uh, because as I was bouncing, the down tube of my frame was like moving, like it was whoa. cut in half. <laughs> So he, he could see from like, you know, 12, 15 feet away, my down tube separating. Um, so anyways, I did the drop gap anyways, and I finished the section. Uh, but yeah, my frame was toast. <laughs> in the middle of a competition uh, too. Yeah. I'm not, I've not been around, I've not been in a comp yet when I've seen a frame actually snap. Well, we was at... Uh, yesterday. Oh, I, went, I went yesterday. No, no, but yeah. <laughs> so but I was getting but, sidetracked there, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things that... Um, you would expect to be the the next level most entertaining thing to happen at a competition is to uh, to to break the frame. And Scott mentioned as well. So you broke your frame, like, oh, I'm in a competition. You had that support from Cox, but they weren't able to replace it for you or something. They couldn't, or yeah, you were in this uh, predicament, I guess, like, oh no. Yeah, they they were running low on frames, and they offered me a Custelier frame, uh, which I would have been stoked on. Mm. Um, but they wanted uh, a lot of money that I didn't have at the time. So, um, That's a shame. like for someone of yourself who's in winning, competing, like getting on the podiums and, and traveling so far, you'd like to think that I'd be like, hey, this guy's traveled to the other side of the world. To, on to the one off, like, you know, you're like mid like comp and that, like, this needs to be kind of like sorted, fixed, or yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Cox is gone now, so we can say what the fuck we want about. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... true. <laughs> it's because they didn't support James Barton, yeah, man. See? They'd still be here today if, if he they'd had done that, that bike. He, yeah, he'd still be riding for Cox now. You could be this, you know, huge. <laughs> Everyone in Canada would have a Cox, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, um, and and speaking of you know, um, Cox being in Canada, what's the scene like in? Um, in Canada, because you were the yeah. first international person actually to mention the Shindig podcast outside the UK. 
Someone mm. told us, go, hey, guys, this this guy and um, this YouTuber said, hey, go and listen to the Shindib. I think we were like two or three weeks in. Yeah, it was so, like, wow. We were so awful <laughs> as well. Not we thought we it was just like our parents and like Steve Rogers listening to us. Yeah. So there's Steve Rogers <laughs> mentioned again in there another podcast. Yep. <laughs> What's, yeah, well, tell us about the scene. The scene. Yeah, so the scene where I live is pretty much non-existent. Uh, so in Kingston, there's no riders. I'm the only guy. Uh, in Toronto, there are a few. There used to be a yearly get-together where we'd get together. It was called the Bash of the Beach, and we'd all meet at a beach, and we'd, uh, yeah, ride some rocks. You've probably seen some videos I from the Bash I've, of the Beach. I think this is what I've heard right? of that term, Bash at the Beach, but I thought it was like an actual video, but now it makes more sense. Yeah, so that was our biggest get-together, um, but that kind of stopped happening. Um, and now the scene in Canada is very much just on the West Coast just uh, in Vancouver. There's, um, they call it the University of Bike Trials. It's the Vancouver trial scene. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the only scene in Canada, unfortunately. They, so that's like an actual club, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a trials park. It's the only trials park in Canada as well. And uh, yeah, they, they're super into it. Um, they ride all the time, so. Well, that's uh, good to yeah. know. So all we need to do is fly to get James Find see uh, see James Bar and then you come with us. Then we all go to Vancouver, right? <laughs> and then we, yeah. you know, of course, any opportunity to go to a new trials park or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that makes sense. Is it like underneath a bridge? Is it? Hit? I think I may have seen a clip. Yeah, maybe. yeah, it's all underneath a bridge, and yeah, it rains so much in Vancouver, so it's often the only place you can ride is under that bridge. Mm. Tough man, like such a small such a huge country yeah just real yeah. luck and like the into most where you are nichest thing like one how i know because i to keep riding i sort of rely on others to keep me going uh, i thrive off others and do that how are you staying mm -hmm. motivated james like you carry on with the youtube you're the only guy in that scene and you even have someone that looks like they know what they're doing when they film you. Yeah, no, it's just with the filming. It's like, this is definitely a BMX I don't know who or that is. someone. I'm pulling them out. Yeah. Tom's, yeah. A, Tom's a film guy, and he's like, I'm noticing the clippage being very well captured. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my brother's a photographer. So any of the footage that you see where there's a moving camera, that's him filming. Um, but I'm sure he feels great now that we noticed. Well, I think it could have a yeah. real good appeal because it's like it's got that kind of skate BMX aesthetic to it in the way that it's filmed. So I think if anyone else was to watch that footage, like it, we've said this before in the podcast, like the sort mm. of seatless trials bikes kind of just, mm. I think, freaks people out a bit. It's kind of a bit alien. So just that's yeah. a weird circus bike. So you've got all yeah. the right combination going on there in terms of moves, bike, and then even the video aesthetics, I think is a real, yeah. that could really blow up. I, I don't know that. why there's not enough traction. Yeah, I, We were talking about this. It's like, I'm really surprised because there's no way that people can't relate to your bike, especially. You haven't even got your seat all the way down. <laughs> yeah, it's like this uh, yeah. much seat post showing, and I'm like, Yeah, how is he sign up in that wall? Yeah, stuff that most you trials riders like us are actually envious of. It's just there, really there, good stuff. There are advantages to okay. having the seat that high. So, two advantages one is I can sit down and do little no footed dorky tricks, uh, and then get my feet back on the pedals while my butt is still on the seat. Mm. And then two is bar spins because with the saddle up, you can pinch the seat and you can throw the bars. Uh, uh, of course, there's no frame to grab, like, you can't even let go of the trials bike yeah. with the seatless. I haven't thought about that, yeah. Yeah, but uh, back to motivation. Uh, yeah, it was trials forum. It was you guys 
um, yeah, basically I would live on the trials forum and watch videos from like Flip and, and all the TGS guys. And, and that's what keeps me riding. Um, the UK sure. scene. Yeah, we yeah. did it. And like, no, I mean, this is, yeah. Everyone in the UK, give yourself a pat on the back right yeah, now. Right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you guys are the center of the trials universe right now. And when I was getting back into trials over the winter, I pulled out my old Simtra frame from like 10 or so years ago and I built it up and I started watching and listening to your podcast while I was riding. So that oh, was nice. why I commented on your podcast and I was like, you know, great job guys. And uh, yeah, that was super motivating to me was right. listening to guys. It's exactly what we've been, you know, wanting to do though. Exactly that. And what you've said is what we've been hoping to work towards because the scene is so niche, you know, it is that much mm -hmm. smaller and I'm the type of person that needs to feed off others and feel a part of something. But in some ways kind of fragmented for the fact that we've got the tech to kind of keep us all together. It just seems so with yeah. the trials forum was the correct answer and it was like 15 <laughs> years ago, 15, 20 yeah, years we ago. We were like ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Just the same with what I keep saying now that trials, I've only just found out apparently trials is what birthed mountain biking, but we talk about that on another podcast in a few weeks. <laughs> um, and it's that kind of discipline where we've done it again. We did trials forum and then they're like, oh, we'll make a forum for the world called Facebook. <laughs> and it makes it harder somehow. And <laughs> exactly. And now it's in more niche and there's all these kind of um, groups. So I'd like to think you all know each other in Canada then, all you riders. We know of each other. Yeah. And, and I, I met a lot of them. So Vancouver is a week long drive away. Uh, it takes wow. so long to get across a the country. A week long? Like how far would we get if we drove for a week, Tom? South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can't drive on the sea. I was just messing, but it's that kind yeah. of like, would we you know, get on a ferry anyway? Well, that's you make insane, it there, would you? Insane, yeah. bro. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, driven so over I, there? Oh yeah, a few times. Uh, <laughs> for long periods of time, I, I spend time over there. Um, so yeah, I've met everybody, um, but you know, it's it's uh, not a regular occurrence. Of course, like you said, maybe once a year you did that kind of beach once a year crash thing. Um, yeah. Well. We're going to have to organize some rides in Canada and, and America, man. I've yeah, been waiting happen, to, yeah. to go there. I mean, I may be in Canada in October. We'll see. I'm going to Niagara Falls for, for a few days. So uh, ah, I, might, cool. I might be there. I will, yeah. I'll let, let you know how uh, all work pans out. Um, right on. So the other thing is that you're obviously keeping motivated on the bike. Not just that you're putting out regular edits. I can see you are kind of getting very regular with it now. I think it was like once a month, but now you're like, you know, every week it seems like you're put, putting new stuff out. It's great. It's um, so good. You also have a job as well. What what keeps you busy outside of riding? Yeah, uh, right now I'm a full-time bike mechanic and uh, that's how I pay for all my stuff. <laughs> he lives and breathes bikes. Like you couldn't be... Um... Yeah, I guess you couldn't be more surrounded by the industry in that sense. Mm -hmm. Is it like a yeah. local bike shop then that you support? And... Yeah, it's a local bike shop. It's a Trek store. So that's why I ride the, the Trek ticket, Dirt Jump Bike. I was able to get a good deal on it. Um, yeah, they've been great. They've been employing me since I was 16. So um, it's been a long time. Oh, wow. You really it's, had your head in, you know, the bike cogs of the world since, uh, yeah, a young age mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they've been really good to me. They've allowed me to go away and do some circus riding as well. Um, so for, for three years during the summer months, I was just performing full-time uh, for the circus. Um, so. Oh, wow. so like here, we were going to touch base on that. I know that like shows and you, you, you saw Ryan Leach on the shows are saying, do you do any professional display shows? But mm -hmm. you're using our favorite word, 
the circus. circus. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that. You said you did three, like three months at the circus. What was that? What was that all about? Yeah, yeah. So um, I did one show with Cirque du Soleil uh, way back. So Whoa. that was what? Kind of, just get uh, that right for a second. That's a big deal, man. They're huge. I know someone right now yeah. who is or is sent sent an audition tape in a few days ago to try and get mm. into that show. So kudos yeah. to that, bro. Re- yeah, respect. They're 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 great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did one show with them. It was for a Microsoft Convention uh, Center uh, thing um promoting the new microsoft product uh so we did like a big opening show and i kind of dipped my feet in circus that way and i kind of figured out what it was about but at the time it wasn't for me i kind of just wanted to focus on my riding at that time and compete um so anyways many years later i got an offer from whole vol productions um to do a three-month contract in the states uh performing shows with them and it was perfect timing i was really wanting to do shows and really wanting to kind of bring, use my riding uh, in a productive way. Uh, so I said yes. And uh, yeah, it was one of the best choices I've ever made. Um, great community, just doing shows and putting smiles on people's faces every day, all summer. Um, so that was wicked. And getting paid to do what you've done, spent so much time uh, yeah. doing. Yeah, that felt really good to finally, um, yeah, be rewarded in that way for my riding but i'm interested to see what was the lifestyle like were you riding doing a show every day were you doing like three shows a day one a week like how how did that look yeah it was insane so uh we'd park or we'd actually live in an amusement amusement park for three months and we do three shows per day six days per week um except for saturday on saturday we'd do four shows um so yeah (laughs) It was, wow. it was they definitely intense. got the most out of you because even I, if uh, if I'm doing a show now, be like, hey, you know, how many shows? Two. I'm like, two shows? Can we just do one? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds hard. What I'm getting at, that sounds tough. James, it was I know full on. People yeah. see this lifestyle as so glamorous and easy. Hey, I still do, man. Like, and, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> of course it is. It is glamorous. What am I saying? I'm not going to put anyone else down. Um, yeah. What? No, is, it's it, it's hard work. It's what I'm trying to say, yeah. What has that yeah. done for your riding? I mean, what's because that sounds so excruciating. It could have gone two ways, really, if you're riding, surely. Yeah, uh, I got very consistent at the tricks that I did in the shows. So that's <laughs> like, a very good thing. So but you didn't lose yeah. the. Uh, you know what I mean by that? When you lose do something, drive, you just lose yeah. the drive, or it just becomes a chore. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was definitely a job. Um, the most fun I had was actually warming up before the shows. Uh, that was great. Uh, so I, I do a little warm up. I try to learn a couple new tricks. Uh, but then after that, I had to be on it for the shows. And I had to do these scary maneuvers, flips and things um, three times a day. So the rest of the day after the warm up, it was focused on performing. Um, and the body really takes a beating uh, doing that many shows every week for three months. Um, Almost every year, I would get very sick near the end of uh, the season, uh, very feverish, uh, just because my immune system was compromised mm-hmm. from being so over overworked. Yep. Um, but even though it's so hard, it felt amazing. Um, at the end of the day, I could relax. I didn't have to go for a ride because I was riding all day. <laughs> uh, so surprisingly, it felt like I had more free time than usual. Um, yeah, because well, my because work was yeah, my your play. free time was not on the bike, I think, because now I guess your free yeah. time is on the bike. 
Right. Yeah. Now when I get off work, uh, I yeah. have a snack and I go straight out for a ride. So it's almost like I have less, less time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You're almost like bored. Like, yeah, you've been on a bike all day. So you get home, you're like, well, what, what do normal people do? Like, but this is it. I spend most <laughs> of my time, spend spend a lot of my time on a laptop or playing with cables and wires. And when I get home, the last thing I want to do is go back on my laptop, yeah. you know, all those, <laughs> yeah. um, that same, um, same thing. So you say that you, when you get home from work, you get on the bikes. Does that mean you ride most days then? Yeah. 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 Just about wow. every day I'll ride. Um, or I'll go climbing or, or I'll do something outside. That was another. So you're riding regularly. I mean, I think we can see that in the riding. Well, I'd like to actually ask when you do go out riding, I know you've obviously, you have some incentives to maybe like make an edit or things like that. But what do you actually, how does your riding like look to you when you do go out riding? Like, are you just learning new tricks? Like what's going through your head to keep it so fresh? Yeah, uh, so I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately, lately. and um, I do ride a little bit different when the camera's out compared to when the camera is put away. Mm. Uh, and I started to think a lot about that, like why am I riding the way that I'm riding? And so yesterday I just went out for a long ride, like three or four hours with no camera, and I just focused on, on what feels good. And <laughs> what it was was actually manuals. I love manuals, little little taps. Just little basic trials maneuvers that are not super difficult to do, not super technical, just just the basics, balance lines, and uh, yeah, that's that's what gives Small me the effort, most pleasure. Great reward, sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's something, things that just feel good doing, you know. Yeah, that'll lead. I'll, I'm going to plug now the Bash Guardian article, which leads very nicely onto that. Recently, um, Irik did one with yourself. Um, it was called I Like the Weird Stuff or uh, apologies, <laughs> I'd forgotten what <laughs> the title was. Paraphrasing a bit there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that kind of thing. You were like, oh, instead of going big, I found that doing the small, silly, interesting stuff gave you um, more satisfaction. Was that yeah. something you found a bit later on in your riding or have you always felt like, oh, no, I want to be a, doing big moves or? Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, it, yeah, I've come into that style a lot. Uh, later in life uh, when I was younger I was definitely going for the the likes on you know social media and and it's the big moves the dangerous stuff that get the likes um, so I was in this kind of reward this this reward loop um, the more dangerous I rode the more likes I got and and um, I really had to kind of nip that in the butt and, and quit doing that uh, because yeah, I, I didn't like being injured. <laughs> I started to get injured a few times and, and I was like, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> so then I, I started riding just for me and, and I put, um, you know, I start, stopped worrying about getting views and I started riding for me and, and I'm really enjoying doing that right now. And I feel like the people that are watching my videos and enjoying my videos like to see the stuff that I enjoy doing. Mm. Um, they can tell when I'm forcing it. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's coming across well now in that way. I think it's super organic. Yeah, I it love is. that. Like, I think when you play it's like your own strengths, like it, it, I think what you said there's quite important is that people can really see that it, it's like genuine and like they know then that it's. I think that's so weird. How people can pick up on that, like you know how you ride mm. the bike, and because it's like what your body's wanting to do and what what feels good to you, that it actually communicates people can see that and why you know we ride trials for ourselves i don't mm -hmm. ride to impress that guy. Yeah. i ride because i want to feel good and i want to be better at my bike and and so on and so forth so i think um when you were mentioning that like oh sometimes i feel i just want to ride with a camera because i know that sometimes you put the camera and it goes oh, it's just going to make me try it 
because it's filming. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. it is? You kind of go, well, this is scary. Whatever yeah. happens, it's on camera, you know, on, on, on camera. But do you find that without the camera, you're just kind of like, actually, no, I just, I just, it's more casual or that's what I mean. Is it really affecting what you're doing on that day? Yeah. You know, it's definitely more casual when there's no camera out. Uh, I'll do things that I know are not going to look impressive in the least, uh, but uh, they're fun and they're difficult. Um, and now when, when I pull the camera out, it's the same style of riding. It's just kind of bumped up a few levels. Uh, but I do always ask myself when I'm about to try a move, do I feel safe doing this? Am I doing this just because the camera's here or can I crash and still be okay? That's, that's the biggest question. Mm. Um, so yeah, you do have to be careful when the camera's out, but as long as I can crash and get away with it, I'll, I'll try it. Cause are you riding, you said your brother comes out and sometimes films, but are you riding on your own majority of the time or do you have, so it is, see, I mean, that's, that's scary. That's yeah. dang, that can be dangerous too. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to condone anyone to do that, but obviously if you need to ride, you need to ride, but if something happens on your own, you're kind of like, oh, God damn it, I just snapped my ankle. Like, I can't move. <laughs> I can't walk over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I've got to call it. Yeah, I'm on my own, just broke my leg. You know, it's... Uh, um, yeah, that definitely crosses my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, touch wood now. I mean, we don't like to always have those uh, conversations, but, you know, it is... It's an important factor, and and mm -hmm. I know that, and I think that's why I, I make the excuse not to go riding on my own. <laughs> it was really yeah. hard. I suppose if you're out of the loop of it, um, definitely feel yourself. But there's plenty of riders out there that, 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 that do, and I think that's why it's always so good to get their I, perspective on how they they get through it and yeah. what it looks like to them. Really know? respect anyone that that does, especially you know James, like in a different country to so many other riders. I truly uh, respect that because I often won't go on my bike because no one else is. Yeah, you know, and lots of other <laughs> people are like that. So. Um, yeah. I'm going to try. We'll, we'll, I hope everyone, you know, takes some um, some leaves out of your book, mate, to kind of be like, hey, no, that's not an excuse. I can someone on their own, like making a, you know, making it through the, the trials journey, uh, I should mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And, and, you know, the great thing about the camera, we've been talking a lot about the downsides of trying to film and, and getting likes. But, you know, a big positive is the community. So mm. when I'm riding and I'm with my camera, it, it really isn't like I'm riding alone. Like when I put the video out and people are commenting and I get to share my riding with other people, that's very rewarding. And uh, I feel like I'm part of the gang. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that helps. Because there are some yeah. riders that, you know, don't do that. But if they feel like they capture it that day, um, even not just trials riders, people who want something to show every time they ride. And it could be as simple as a Strava app. Yeah. Do you, do, do you know what that I mean? That accountability. Mm -hmm. Yes, that yeah. was the word. Um, and I feel like that can can help. Do you think that's ha basically played a part in being like, well, this actually makes me carry on because I know then, mm -hmm. oh, the Shindig podcast guy's going to watch that video and we can talk about it. Oh, oh <laughs> look at this. Eric from Noise just watched my video and now I'm getting shown that because obviously you clearly don't feel alone in the trials. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, I, I feel part of the trials community. And you know what I really enjoy watching is uh, group ride videos. And you guys are making some of the best group ride videos right now. Oh, wow. So, that's that's too kind of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just capturing it. Well, sometimes when I'm behind the camera on some of those and some like a stack happens or whatever, I'm like, I'm just wanting to... It's, it's sometimes a lot of people when they film, they just quickly turn the camera off. But I like to leave it rolling and then you see a bit more 
of the mm-hmm. conversation afterwards and stuff because I think that then humanizes it and people want to get behind it and really know the true impact of yeah, when you context. fall over how much have you hurt yourself basically Matt you know yeah yeah <laughs> and it's also yeah. they like to see it laugh I think it gives that realism too of we're often putting in clips where people don't make it yeah, like, yeah. oh he yeah. failed great because the next time they see them make it it's way more impacting just suddenly yeah. see it, four or five fails and one make and if you put the clip of him making it you go Mm, that was kind of cool. It's just that whole yeah. um, build up to it. Plus, I don't think that this format has kind of been done in trial. Well, maybe. Yeah, sort of. Not for, like the get videos are kind of group rides and singular guys, but this format per se is sort of quite new. I think it's just raw, rawness yeah. of a group yeah, just, ride. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of became popular with uh, with blogs. Like I think LEC was the first guy to really do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, at first I, w- I was kind of skeptical. I was like, you know, do people really want to see me crash and, and not, you know, not land stuff? Um, but yeah, over the winter, I did do vlogs for the first time and it was well received and people enjoyed it. And I'll go back and watch those videos. And um, yeah, it's it's they're nice to watch. It's, it's nice to watch not just polished product all the time well I, th- I think it's definitely the rise of long form content and actually getting yeah. behind people understanding a person rather than just a, a guy doing tricks you know you all of mm-hmm. a sudden like Ali C said on a nice podcast of us he's not a rider per se he is Ali Clarkson like you learn about him his yeah. journey mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. we try and do that with some of our vi- we was really quite surprised when we put our very first you know that North London edit we done like me you and Chris and oh, we was yeah. like Who's going to sit down and watch all this? This is just us dick, we, we, dicking around. Absolutely, like, and gave it a go, and then someone it resonates with other people, and then we started a movement of a, a trials trick, the yeah. new trick. Yeah, we turned up with the term Goddard. I don't know if it's made the it out to Canada. <laughs> See, the, he knows what it is. Yeah, man, um, I, I, I've been using that term for years. <laughs> I, I, that's not new, is it? That's been around. For I mean, a long we've time. been. It's something that came. I suppose it isn't that new because you might have heard it. It, it was called on our. I mean, we said it a few times. Yeah. It was called, you know, it's an on-off, and there was a particular guy in the UK, Sean Goddard, who runs um, Faction uh, FXN. Sorry, would just yeah jump on and off, and his second name's Goddard. So we started calling him on-off rather than his real name, and then of yeah. course someone. Still, I still don't know the first time it was said, but this was a while ago, and then somehow it's gotten into our videos, and it's obviously resonated so much so yeah. that now it's confirmation in Spain. There's a confirmation from <laughs> France. My friend from I can't remember what what country, somewhere in Europe, but he was like, "Yeah, can you can what's this oh, Goddard sw- thing?" Someone mean? in Switzerland contacted um, Charlie Rolls because their English teacher in Switzerland was like, "Oh no, I don't know what that means." Yeah, what? they asked their English teacher, <laughs> "What does Goddard mean?" That there's this this <laughs> thing we've been watching on the internet. They use the word Goddard. Like, does it mean fail or something? Question and... his own integrity. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what it means. Oh my gosh, maybe I don't know English. Oh no, I mean, it just like ruin someone's life, and he's just like question his yeah. existence. <laughs> you, you know, I actually used to call that the tonic lift because ah. uh, Neil. Neil would do a few on-offs in his videos, and, and so I called it the time. Always found it would. I always think that his would be more on-off because the body weight is so much more to the back, like the way that he would tuck because he well, because his left foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. causes front always, foot. Um, strange yeah. like that. I mean, we've got to get him on. He hasn't answered to my message yet. Neil, if you're listening, go and check your messages. Please, <laughs> please, Neil. please check your messages. He's read it. He hasn't replied. Yeah. Um, uh, one other thing I was gonna sort of. Yeah touch base on a, a little bit you've you've got more than one bike so you know we've seen mm-hmm. you doing trials on your 
Yeah, Norco, and you've got an actual a dual disc. Simtra, isn't it? Simtra. So you still got that? Yeah, so I uh, have a Simtra dual disc. Yeah. Uh, so what what are the what what what, what bike is it just those two bikes? What bikes have you have you got? I mean, like a little collection or yeah, uh so right now I have uh, an inspired hex built up for my brother uh, to use. It's officially his. I traded it for this computer that I'm using right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, over over the winter, I'll steal the parts off that bike because he's not riding it, and I'll build up my Simtra. And so I rode the competition bike, the Simtra, over the winter. Although nowadays it's not very uh, competition. <laughs> it's uh, plus twenty millimeter bottom bracket, so it's pretty. <laughs> low down there yeah so um, alec will approve you know oh yeah he'll be like, that's <laughs> my kind of bottom bracket yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 the bike that he built up recently i'm i'm into that one that's pretty cool oh yeah, uh, yeah that looks good. But, but yeah so the other bikes i have uh so the simtra i have a bmx bike because you know they're they're cheap they're fun you can bash them around and not worry about them so mm-hmm. that's a great bike to have um then i have my main bike my dirt jumper my trek uh and then a mountain bike so four, four bikes and uh I'm whittling it down to two next year. So. <laughs> I always find it so hard though, because like, especially when you've worked in a bike shop, like there's never one bike like quite right, you know? Yeah, yeah every exactly. bike is better for each. Just like really someone who says I only own one pair of shoes, I go, well, clearly you don't do anything else in life but walk. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be like, I only need one pair of shoes. You're like, no, that's not how the world works. <laughs> but you yeah. can never have too many bikes, James. I mean, I wouldn't say whittle it down to two, you know? No. yeah but yeah it's, it's just for, for ease of uh, uh travel getting uh, <laughs> all my bikes in the van is a little bit much <laughs> storage oh no i need the bmx for that jump and then the move after that one i'll have the trials bike you know and then i'll have my dirt jump yeah Dude, is that like a new idea for a video he saw a hippie jumps on twitch bike so we do one line <laughs> hop over of one bike that's the hippie yeah. jump yeah I can see the cogs working now. I think Chris A. Craig did a great video like that where he even had a section on a t- little kid's bike. Do you remember that one? Oh, do you know what? I must have to, you must have remind me because we we do want him on the show. So um, good little reminder there. Good little reminder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's another um, another guy that's doing his... You guys actually similar disciplines actually now. I can I can see that because you know Chris Agric's doing your kind of riding on his like you know, mm. single speed stuff and yours and yeah on your. You know what he's influenced me a lot in the way that he maintains uh, pedal pressure when he's riding. He's always pedaling and always moving. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of ETs, which are are not the same as what he does. Like when he pedals, he's actually using it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's visually yeah. pleasing, right? I mean, when you yeah. watch it back, that's why. You know, for the listeners who don't know, an ET is obviously when you're like in the air and you pedal in the air, so you're not actually pedaling anywhere, but you just see the cranks go around and it's quite impressive. To yeah, do. don't yeah. worry if you didn't know what that meant. I've been in trials for 15 years and I only learned about six months ago what an ET was. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, in case, what? Um, and why is it called an ET? It comes because yeah, right. you know ET, the film, he's cycling in the, yeah. in the sky. In case people, uh, yeah, we're so good at coming up with names, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's your, I mean, that's probably a very hard question. We'll still ask it. What's your favorite bike then that you have of those? Uh, definitely the, the dirt jumper, the track. Um, so I made that bike to be a combination of all the types of bikes that I love most. So uh, it's a mountain bike, it's a big BMX bike, and it's mm. a trials bike. Uh, so when I get on that thing, I can ride everything. So I also have two gears on it, so I can ride 
however far 10 kilometers if i want to to get to a spot and then switch gears to trials mode i was gonna ask that because i was looking at the video yeah well i saw the video and i was like i'm looking at thinking what a single speed so surely you must have trials gearing but i'm like but then is that not a waste because he's got suspension he's got his so what's this is it a gear hut is it hub gear yeah so it's a a two-speed no it's a it's a regular two-speed um hub with a well six-speed hub with two gears on it Okay. And then a, a little removable tensioner, the Trialtech one-sided tensioner um, that I put on when it's in the smaller cog on the back. Um, so when it's in the big cog, I can run it with the, the chain tensioned with the horizontal dropouts because it's, it's I set it, the chain to that length. Yep. Um, so then when I drop it down to the small cog, it needs a little bit of extra tension because there's extra chain in the system. So I just pop that tensioner on. It takes 30 seconds and I'm in go fast mode wow thank god he's in a you know an yeah, ad- yeah, yeah. bike mechanic awesome. as well yeah. you know <laughs> he's just yeah. one of those things because just made me realize how that can be a whole hurdle in because trials. we were just saying about this you know earlier that like oh it would be nice to have like a bike that is like usable yeah you know, that we could just cycle into central. everything just do it and, mm. and i think that's what every rider does even sam pilgrims tried to do it in his videos he's like Oh, I made the best all-rounder, and it's it's just like a dirt jump. It, it is essentially a bit like a dirt jumper, as you call it. Because mm-hmm. I keep yeah. calling it a trials bike. It's like, is it? A, it's not a dirt jumper because you're not riding any dirt on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. interested that you called it that. Um, yeah. Is it because the frame itself is more of a dirt jumper? Yeah, it's because of the frame. And yeah. I think uh, the, the silhouette, it's, it's a, the silhouette of a dirt jump bike, mm. um, just with really strong brakes um, and a small I would, gear. Uh, this is where my bike knowledge is going to get slated. I'd be like more of a freestyle bike, right? No? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, this is, there's no wrong or right answer, really, in mm. these disciplines. We all make up our own freaking names and stuff like that, you know. Someone mm-hmm. calls trials dual, dual unicyclists. <laughs> 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 nice dual yeah. unicycle, bruv. <laughs> well, modern trials riding is pretty similar to unicycling, yeah. I yeah, must yeah, say. Yeah, no, exactly. all, all you need is a fixed gear on the back, and then, uh, yeah, it's unicycling. <laughs> We've got a very important part we haven't even got to yet. What's that? The quick fire, which is never quick. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got to that, and I'm, I'm quite interested to, to find this out from... Yeah. from james i haven't got like any predictions the, on this no whatsoever. What, like you're the most varied rider we have had on the show so far which is great because we are going to branch into some other disciplines hopefully soon um cool. so i don't know if you've seen the quick fire round the non-quick fire rounders will call it <laughs> let's start off with the first one if we could put you in any location or spot what is your favorite spot to go and ride ah uh, First thing that came to mind was the trials park in Vancouver under the bridge. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so that we have is, to go there. Oh, yeah. Shame. <laughs> yeah, that's a great spot. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A, so that's a new one. We haven't had that yet. So um, how big is the trials park roughly? Do you know kind of? Oh, uh, it might might be fifty meters uh, okay. long. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. like a, a fifty meter uh, rectangle. Yeah, because um, it's obviously under like. Um, the hell is it even called? Like a road? Flyover. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, oh, good to know. Yeah. Try, uh, try yeah. um, but, uh, so it'd be there or a skate park. That's that's the other most fun thing for me to ride. Wow. Uh, I love riding places where, uh, where you're allowed to ride. Because um, I don't like being, you know, watching out for security or, or watching out for pedestrians. I like to be in a place where I'm allowed to be and where I can just 
you know, not worry about that stuff. So, yeah. I think that's a rare, it's a very rare thing for trials riders, I should say, to, to come across that because there's very few places of that. I think True. You, know, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, kind of have to, have to get creative. So you're in Vancouver yeah. at your favorite spot. Um, what we could probably ask, what would be your your favorite move then on the, on your bike? We know you're going to be on your tracks. You said that's your favorite bike and you can do yeah. everything. Um, yeah. You have to pin it down to with one it. move. It just feels so good. Yeah. What's it, it could be tiny, but what, what's that really good feeling trick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good balance line. <laughs> that's That's it uh yeah like riding along a rail it. right or even riding along a rail riding along a tree i love trees uh riding along a railroad track um there, there's just something about it you, you get in the zone uh when you're on a balance line and and when you're on you're on and it feels really good yeah. um a lot of people might say that you know bar spin is probably my favorite trick because i do so many <laughs> bar spins but to be honest they don't feel amazing i just i do them because i'm addicted to them they it's, just it's, they look scary <laughs> if you ask me yeah like, what the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but a, a good balance line and a good tap those are probably the two uh yeah the two things i, I do. can see it or like yeah. even like a little quick manual down a rail but that's satisfying i've never done it but I, this is one of those <laughs> i can just see it being like oh that felt good yeah. what you did mention there about bar spins as well like they're almost non-existent in trials because the bars are so wide. Yeah. Are you running quite narrow handlebars or, or you're like, no, I've still got wide bars. I had to like breathe in when I do a bar spin. <laughs> I, they're, they're 720 millimeters wide. So I, I think they're a little bit narrower than what no, you guys would run. I ride so, What's that in inches, Matt? I don't 720, that's the Kruger's bars, right? Is it? No. Oh man, someone. Is this like 780? You might be 780, not 720 now. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, lo a lot of bars come at 780. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, actually, no, Krukas are 780. So they are, you know, sort of cut down too, that's not much then off. It's still though. cut down slightly, but that's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a no, good size. The, the, the main sacrifice is the short stem. I was going to say stem. Try doing that on yeah. a Krukas stem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 160 stem, like 20 degree right. It's like. <laughs> is it yeah. even possible? Do you think that With would a even. Long stem? Is it like? Is it physically possible? I'll get Sam Pilgrim to do it. Someone like that. Someone knows him. <laughs> He's got like, a okay, stem. Just, yeah. Charlie Rolls has what's, got to do it now. <laughs> what's the longest stem you can do a bar stem, uh, a bar spin with? <laughs> just come up with it. Who's going to do the YouTube video first then? Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. I think it's got to be you, James, because you're the only one uh, trials rider who can do bar yeah, spins. I, I might have to try it. I've, I have the hex built up downstairs and I can roll the bars upside down. And like, you've probably got a rising. whole selection of stems kicking around at work. You can buy right, yeah. that one, that one, that one, that one. But that's, yeah. that's just why I feel like we're going on more onto that, where I just feel like I'm so surprised not many more like mountain bikes and other people were seeing you know james's videos because like oh yeah that's my bike that's mine it's more relatable it's all this kind of it will happen if you keep doing it yeah do you know what? it will happen it's been on the shindig podcast and now Everyone it will, will. Everyone it <laughs> of course so... all right well, well i've got to step it up now then i've got to make some <laughs> great videos um, well, so we're losing man. track in this <laughs> yeah. slow fire round yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a couple of great moves there they're also amazing um to watch um who would you want to be riding with who you can name more than one really person. Amp your you can you can do more than yeah. one. Yeah, uh, good buddy of mine uh, living in Vancouver right now, uh, Carson Wilson. Um, he rides a, a carbon fiber trials bike. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, he's super dedicated. And back when I was getting into trials, he actually gave me some free parts, which 
helped a lot. So. Very common in trials, isn't that? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, how, that's amazing, man. Yeah, just to get you in there. And that's kind of, everyone's really kind. And I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's a staple of the Vancouver trials community. So if you follow those guys, you'll see some videos of him. Awesome. Yeah. If you're riding with him, like what kind of, what does he bring? Like what, how would that influence your riding when you're with him? Oh, uh, he, he brings stoke. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I love that word as well. You never yeah. use it here enough. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, he's just so into it. Uh, and he tries so hard and, uh, that's, that's motivating. Is he pushing you? Are you, are you, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Wow. Ripping on each other. I'm so tired. Uh, the yeah. Competition yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's banter going on for sure. Uh, but we ride so differently. He rides a super long comp bike uh, and I ride a street bike, but so our riding is not comparable in the least, but, uh, just the way we try, the way we go at things, uh, that is what we, we relate on. So, um, yeah. I can see yeah, him and just... Jeff having that similar kind of discipline, right? Because Jeff's on one of the full carbons at the moment, I think. Is he on a like? Is he on one of those like bikes? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, watching Jeff ride is intense. He he goes big. <laughs> yeah, I have actually met Jeff uh, in Italy last week. You were there. Oh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> so I was like, oh, is, was that the Jeff go? Like, yeah, oh, he right, came yeah, yeah. and we spoke about, you know, he's, he had kids and he hadn't been uh, his yeah, wife yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really, again, nice to, to put some. Um, some other names. I think I, I think the guy you mentioned, sorry, what was his name again? I apologize. Carson. Carson. I actually think he does follow. I think he even met, I've, I've got a feeling we do follow him because right. I'm like, I've seen that park and it wasn't Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's got to be him. And I was a, a carbon bike, like a clean or one of those lights. It's, it's resonating there. So uh, Carson, I think, reach out to us, man. Yeah, send us a message. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll share your stuff too. Um, so yeah, you're in Vancouver. You're with Carson. You, you you're on your trek bike, and you've doing a gnarly balance line. Gnarly balance line. On that balance line, <laughs> you've done a bar spin as well. <laughs> 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 of course. Um, moving on to this part, do you remember at this point your worst shindig? What happened? You've done all this for the day, and now suddenly you've got your worst oh, shindig. Do you, do you remember it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we like. <laughs> yeah, this is the moment I started wearing shin pads all the time. Uh, so, so uh, wow, this yeah. was a, a really a turning point in your career. He's wearing yes. shin pads. Do we leave the call now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. This tell is us when I started. That. This is when I started looking like a dork all the time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was on vacation, East Coast, Canada, and uh, went out for just a quick exploratory ride. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't need shin pads. I'm just exploring. And I see this wicked rock and a gap to another rock and i was like oh, yeah let's let's get on this um i don't even get to the gap i just try to get onto the rock slip a pedal pedal goes all the way up the shin um i'm a kid i'm like 13 years old uh i look down and, and i'm like hey uh dad i need to go to the hospital <laughs> so, so we end up driving around looking for a hospital we didn't know where it was uh and got eight stitches and um, that was scarring enough for me to start wearing shin pads. Was that like your <laughs> one of your worst and last shin yeah. injuries sort of thing? Um, yeah. So since then, I've had diggers for sure, but uh, none, none like that one. Uh, that was a that was a big wound. And what was <laughs> what was the pedal shoe combination at that point? Do you remember? Oh man, 
uh, that was so long ago. <laughs> it, it must have just been skate skate shoes and a cheap pair of uh, platform pedals. Yeah, platforms or you know, because a cage generally you come out a lot worse with um, with mm-hmm. a, a shinding. I must say, but it happens yeah. frequently though. I don't know. I don't know about this. We still there's no wrong or right answer. We still don't know. Yeah. he's a cage guy. I'm a platform guy. You know, we both yeah. wear riding shoes. I get on your bike. I'm like, geez, why is my Actually, foot moving? Oh, everywhere? that's a good point. Are you? What is your okay? What's your shoe and pedal combination now? Oh, this would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, I was having mega foot issues, um, and it's because my foot was always folding over the pedal because my shoes were too soft. So I ended up buying real mountain bike shoes from Bontrager Track Company. They're the Bontrager Flatline shoes, mm. and um, combined with Deity T Mac pedals, super big platform, big concave. Yeah. Um, it's the grippiest combo I've ever had. Actually, sometimes it's too grippy because when I'll go to do a tail whip or a foot jam tail whip, my back foot will stick to the pedal and will make the crank spin. So, see that. I this that. is where I was thinking that you got to get the balance right with mm. like proper maybe TGS and what how we potentially ride. You need your feet to be stuck to the pedals, really. You yeah, 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 yeah. Like because if you do comps as well, you you, you don't need to take your foot off really, apart from the bit of balance, but. Yeah, I did think about taping my feet to the pedals yesterday, but that didn't work. <laughs> but it's that kind of thing where if you've got these platforms and it's a little bit easier to move your feet, what you've just said, for your discipline, mm-hmm. for your potential style, that's better. You can get out of it more. You're able to mm-hmm. uh, potentially control your cranks better. Yeah. Yeah, there, there has to be a balance for sure. Yeah, for things like crank flips and, and no-footed tricks, you don't want too much grip because... You also want to be able to find your pedals. And when you find your pedal and your foot isn't in the perfect position, but you have another trick coming right away. Like, for example, yesterday I did a foot jam tail whip on a quarter pipe where I caught the pedals first and then hopped back in. And when I caught the pedals, they weren't in the right position, but there was just enough give that I could slide onto the pedal and then drop in. Mm. So, yeah, too, too much grip is not a good thing either. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, no, I've, that's, we've touched base on a whole new other level because I always thought like, yeah, the grippy can be the better. So, um, mate, yeah, this has been this has been really great. We've got a couple Sweet. of things that we always like to make sure we get from our guests before we um, move forward, of course. Um, if you could have anyone on the Shindig podcast, um, who might you want on, on the show, James? Well, I, I'm curious about Flip. Uh, cause I don't even know his n- real name. <laughs> that's, that's all I know of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that would be an interesting one, just the way he rides and, and it's so unique, uh, brakeless trials on a, a 20 inch bike. Yeah. Um, it is completely out there. Yeah. Uh, Chris A. Craig, uh, we mentioned him before. Yeah. That would be sick. It's a, it's a nice cool. I will. Um, yeah, there's, um, some progress with that one. I will say yeah. that there is some uh, right. small progress. We're not there yet, but I'll, I'll, I will right let on. you know, James. I know that will be an important one for you. Right on. And then uh, from the North American scene, I got to mention the two big dogs. Uh, it's Jeff Lenoski and Ryan Leach. Is that I can um, see a DVD above your I shoulder just, there. It's, I was trying yeah. to work out what. Yes, that's Ryan Leach on the bottom one, is it? And then yeah. Uh, Jeff Lenoski uh, at the top, I think, because you can just yeah. see the letters. Like you can't. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't got my glasses on. <laughs> no, I yeah, can't even see it. Uh, but just the size of the letters. I was like, well, that's oh, Jeff Lenoski. Yeah. 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 That's a, a signed DVD manifesto, Ryan Leach. That's the one that I got at the Toronto Bike Show in like 2012. Um, and then Jeff Lenoski's greatest hits. 
Oh wow! Because <laughs> that nice. I think now that's coming back to me. That was in NBA UK. Jeff Lenoski was doing the Abubakar. Yeah. So I was trying to learn those, and I think it was on the same DVD yeah. as Danny Holroyd. Yeah, that's yeah. the first one. That's the first DVD. That's his first DVD I had. Danny Holroyd on his twenty-four-seven Holroyd frame. Yeah, it was like from what I remember, like the first stock with horizontal dropouts because they called it mod stock or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. someone else yeah. is going to correct me again. I don't know. I feel like I was along <laughs> the right lines there. There was like because there was no tension on that bike, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, something. And, uh, and you know, uh, Jeff is uh, still very active online. Uh, he's uh, doing a lot of uh, mountain biking trials on a hardtail mountain bike now. Um, so, yeah, he, he'd be an interesting guy to have on the podcast. I'm interested about life after being at the peak of, of trials yeah. um, and, and how they've converted that into a business. So, yeah, and um, like carried yeah. on their careers. All right. When you're old. You know, yeah. there's some good, we've got hands coming on very soon and that'll be another good one where we want to find out. Yeah, so, that'll be great. Um, mm -hmm. We're very much um, looking forward to that one. So uh, good, good call, James. Good call. Yeah, mm -hmm. thanks, man. And and just kind of, I suppose, something to, nice to close it up for the listeners. Is there any message or just trials, stoicism or a quote you want to share with people just to kind of get mm -hmm. people on their bikes? What would it be? <laughs> uh, have fun being weird. <laughs> I love that. We're all we're, trolls riders are weird, aren't we? We're all weird. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Does... And uh, and do it for you. You know, don't, don't do it for the views. Uh, if something's scaring you, you know, think twice about it. And that's okay. Backing down is okay. Um, and yeah, yeah. That's, that's a wise it. word there, James. I like that because you know sometimes peer pressure can get the better of all of us, and you just well sometimes it just feels a bit like oh I've just got to do that, go bigger. And as I learned in yesterday's comp, it wasn't a case of can I go bigger. It was a case of can't even control the bike. Yeah, <laughs> like, we did a competition yeah. yesterday, James, and that's where we're a little bit tired and dead. And I realised <laughs> that I just I can't ride on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to ride rocks more. So, um, some, yeah, again, some really, really nice. Definitely be taking on board. There. Yeah. A lot of these words. And, um, I don't know, hopefully, are we going to see you over this side of the world again anytime soon? Maybe James, you want to take a vacation? We're inviting you. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> the door is well, always open here open. in North London. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as soon as the, the borders are, are a little more relaxed, then, uh, yeah, I'd be down to come cool, out. I mean, sure. we, we're biased, but we are in the best location. We've got radical <laughs> bikes 45 minutes away from us. We've got Charlie Rolls' Bike Trial Academy just under an hour away from us. And some of the yeah. gnarliest street sex places to ride the less Derbyshire's than... too. Oh, yeah. Away. Now Derbyshire. So we, the trials part, yeah. So we have three trials parts within three hours. Three well, hours. Two and a half hours. Two and a half yeah. hours. So we, we feel wow. blessed. So please... Of course, man. When when you're ready, you're welcome to to come out. We have plenty of space. And we'd love to we'd love to have you. Same goes out All to right. other trials riders of, around the globe. Just as reach, well. you know, just like message me first. Yeah, don't turn doorbell. up our doorstep and be like, "Hi, can we stay over?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably still work when they wouldn't get through the gate, but it probably yeah, we are we are kind in that way, and we 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 love having um, new riders and getting there and, and vice versa. So, and uh, hopefully, we'll come and ride with you. One day, yeah. James. That's yeah, what I would, sure. um, would like. Um, and I'm starting some traveling soon. So, yeah, hopefully it's going to open up. We're, we're excited. To, if to anyone's over that, in that neck of the woods for some reason, go, go help yeah, James. Yeah. yeah, help James. Go ride with him. Go yeah. meet him. If you're in North, Definitely. you know, even if you're in North America and you want to go to Canada, it doesn't have to necessarily be in the UK. We do have some Americans listening. Reach out mm -hmm. to James. I bet you didn't know that he was maybe two hour flight away. And you're like, yeah, let's do a weekend together. 
Um, <laughs> we'd love to know if we brought other riders um, over there uh, together. It'd be really nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that sounds great. It's always awesome to ride with new people and uh, to see new spots. That's something that I'm lacking lately, and uh, it's something I'm going to change in the near future. I'm definitely going to go to cool. some new spots. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. bringing people to your current spots often brings new lines. Yes, mm. exactly, because it's new to them, and yep. you feed off of that energy. Cool, mm -hmm. man. Cool. And you, you're going to be riding after this? What's, what have you got rest? What have you got planned for the rest of your day? Uh, rest of the day, uh, I'm actually hoping to go rock climbing. Uh, so that, that'll be good. Nice. Um, because I rode pretty darn hard yesterday and it's, uh, pretty difficult. If I have a hard day of riding, I like to take a day off the next day. So <laughs> we, yeah. we, we feel you, mate. So I've <laughs> yeah. made some excuses today. I must yeah. say I can barely move my arms. Or, so. or at the very least, I'll just go for a light mountain bike ride. <laughs> it's good to stay active, man. It's good that yourself, you know, you're, you're keeping active and, and doing other things that isn't just necessarily um, riding a bike. So that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Good to hear. Yeah, so yeah. Keep it well rounded. Thanks for, um, for coming thanks on. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much, guys. It's uh, It's been great. And I've been enjoying your content for a long time. So no worries. Yeah, well, we are The Shindig. The Shindig podcast is yes. available on your favorite podcast platform of choice every single Friday. So please do subscribe to ensure you get the latest episode as soon as it is released. And we also get our semi-regular video content yeah. of our rides and our shindig shenanigans from yeah. across the country. Make sure you go and follow James Barton um, on Instagram. I think it's James underscore Barton or uh, James just, Barton Pro. James Barton Pro, sorry, <laughs> at James Barton Pro. He is a pro. Don't don't worry about that. He's bringing out some great content. And go and subscribe to his YouTube. It's so underrated. Um, he he should be the the, the Canadian Danny Mac. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just saying this. I don't think I don't know if there's a Red Bull athlete. In Is Canada. there a Red Bull um, sponsored mountain biker from? Ca Sorry, a Canadian Red Bull sponsored mountain biker. Uh, mountain bikers, yes. Um, uh, Brandon well, Seminar, yeah. Trials, but but not 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 trials. No, because we sort of realised that's sort of where oh, like Brandon Red Bull Canadian is he. Yeah, I, I listened uh, to his yeah. podcast last night, and he didn't. They didn't say anything about Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well do you yeah. know what mate i think yeah you've got more of a um uh, a reach and a more creative discipline to that so i think one day that someone will pick you up and you, you you'll have someone else fixing your bike for you rather than you <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing that would be great thanks so again, do mate. leave some comments over on his youtube because i know that yeah. already helps with sort of the engagement and traction there as well so yeah, yeah. and also james can see exactly what you think of his riding so yeah yeah, that's what it's all about. We're all about this community and getting everyone up there, really, I suppose. That's cool. Well, man, take care. Have a good rest of your day and we'll catch up very soon. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, bye bye. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye.